delivery. Slade said, Lowry. Dave swung back. Now what? Clem does a good business with his hotel and saloon. Fred ain't doing so bad in his store, neither. You know why? I know, all right, but I'm satisfied. You won't be long if you don't accommodate the boys who come through. There won't be nothing left of Gunlock, neither. They talk when they get together in the Strip. They know they can lay over here, get a drink and a meal, a room if they want it. If they don't have the dinero on them, they get it and send it back. You could have asked a hundred dollars boot and you'd have had it in a week. I don't do business that way, Dave said, and started for his livery again. Damn you, Lowry, Slade said darkly. You won't stay here long if Judge Patterson decides to move you out. Dave went on, and when he reached the archway of his stable, he looked back and saw the Slade had disappeared. Judge Patterson was probably having his breakfast and listening to Slade's angry report. Dave picked up a fork and began cleaning out the stalls. Judge Patterson had controlled Gunlock from the day Arno Slade had pinned on his gold-plated star. That was one of the things which kept Dave from forcing the issue with Slade. Killing him would actually settle nothing unless Patterson was dealt with at the same time, and that was a difficult matter. The judge ran the bank, a soft-spoken man who was well-liked. Even Annie Wallen, one of the first settlers, couldn't believe that Patterson had any part in making Gunlock the outlaw haven it had become. Dave was finishing the last stall when June Wallen came down the runway to him. She said, Grandma wants you, Dave. Startled, Dave wheeled, wanting to shout at her never to sneak up on him again. He didn't. Nobody shouted at June Wallen. She was the one lovely thing in an ugly town. At eighteen, she was a mature woman who was repelled by the wickedness around her and withdrew from it, held here only because of her loyalty to her grandmother. Every hard case who drifted through Gunlock and saw June stopped long enough to woo her. Arno Slade asked her to marry him on the average of once a week, and even Judge Patterson, in his mild-mannered way, had let her know she could have him the minute she said the word. She treated them all alike, holding them off with cool disdain, although sometimes she looked at Dave in a way that made him think she had a higher regard for him than for the others. Now, looking at her slim figure in a bright print dress, her soft-lipped, pliant mouth, her brown hair pinned in a high crown on her head, he thought that this girl was at least partly responsible for his remaining in Gunlock. He said, You're as pretty as the morning, June. Makes me feel good just to look at you. Grandma wants to see you, June said sharply. Come on. I don't know that I'm going to run every time. Dave, will you come on? She's in a tizzy. I guess there's nothing that needs doing around here that can't wait. He leaned the fork against the wall and walked down the runway beside her. Ain't Annie in a tizzy most of the time? She isn't well, Dave, June said gravely. She wants to see things changed before she dies. What will you do when she dies? Get out of here, the girl said dully. Go to Denver, I guess. They walked in silence then, Dave thinking about what June had said. Towns died when their people left, and nothing remained but empty buildings for spiders and mice, empty buildings with their windows gone. The wind would howl around the eaves, and dust would drift through the open doorways. Then the buildings would disappear, and grass would grow in the street, hiding the scar the town had once laid upon the face of the prairie. That would be Gunlock's fate, a thought that brought a vague disturbance to Dave. 
Annie Wallen sat in her rocking chair on the porch. When Dave and June came up, she wrapped her cane on the railing, calling, Is that the fastest you can move, Dave Lowry? He dropped down on the porch and leaned against a post. I'll do anything for you, Annie, except run. He winked at June. I'll even marry your granddaughter. Blushing, the girl glanced at her grandmother. Annie motioned to the door. Go get them dishes done. What's the matter with you? You haven't got time to stand around and listen to this blatherskite soft talk. June fled, her cheeks scarlet. Dave said hotly, Someday I'm going to tell June your bite ain't as bad as your bark. You keep her scared half to death. Scared? Ha! You don't know June, and you don't need to josh about marrying her unless you mean it. David lifted tobacco and paper from his pocket. Now he looked at the old woman, fingers clutching the makings, his eyes searching her wrinkled face. He said, Annie, you're as crusty as hell, but you wouldn't say.